I don't know what's real. I don't know what's not real. Limited Capacity is a collection of six darkly amusing stories about the mysterious ways we interact with the internet and with each other. There's something going on with him. It's like an act. I don't trust him. What? You're staring at me like I should say something, but I don't really know what to do here. That's the whole name of the game. Don't talk about how the town isn't real. Do you understand? Limited Capacity. Available now on CBC Listen or wherever you get your podcasts. This is a CBC Podcast. came across a couple things this week that uh, that I'm really stoked to... Ju- I want to kick the, the episode off with some stuff that, like, made me feel good. Amazing. So, feel good, <laughs> oh, that's, Friday. That's so fitting. Yeah. Um, uh, actually, Guys. this is one that Lowe actually put in Slack, and uh, this made me feel really good. Look how fucking cool this is. This is a skateboarder by the name of Dan Mar- uh, Mancina uh, down in the U.S. Let's see it. The Blind Skateboarder. Oh what, dude! Whoa! How how sick is that? Yeah, he has a feed full of that. Like that's not yeah. a one-off, one-time thing. No. Like what? his whole feed is filled with content like that. It is so fucking cool. Hey, so, on Instagram, crazy. his name is at the Dan Mancina, M A N C I N A, at the Dan Mancina. He's that's a sweet. blind skateboarder, and uh, the dude's fucking hilarious. He's got his own podcast. I, I'm hoping maybe we can get him on the show sometime. Um, but I highly suggest to go to his Instagram account, especially if you're just someone who's listening to the podcast. If you wanted to see what we just watched, go to YouTube and check out Sick Boy do, on YouTube. Do you guys remember when uh, when we were in L.A. and we went to Venice Beach and we went to the skate park? Yeah. And I saw an, an article today or yesterday where um, this 12-year-old uh, female skateboarder just made the Olympics. She's representing the British team. Skyline. Dude, is it was, her? She was yeah. born in uh, Japan, and we just happened to rock up on the skate park in Venice, in Venice Beach when we were there. Yeah. And I was taking photos, and there was this little kid. This is two years ago, ten year old Sky Brown, Sky and, her, and, her, and her little brother, and her who was like little five. brother. He was like five at the time. Yeah. He was like eight now or something. Yeah. And they're like airing out of the bowl, doing like crazy, crazy fucking tricks. Shit. And I got a couple cool like photos of of them, and I was. <laughs> Uh, we we left. We didn't know who yeah. they were. We were like, "Whoa, this is just crazy!" And she's going and to the then, Olympics now, right? Yeah, yeah. She has something like, like what's crazy? Couple million followers on Instagram and stuff. What's like, what's crazy about this guy on uh, uh, this guy, the, the blind skateboarder, Dan the Mancina? Dan the Man is that's that has to be his nickname. If it's not, that would be fucking <laughs> crazy. Um, is that? Like I know that every I, I I imagine most people look at that and then go, wow, that's hard. Like no matter what, but like as somebody who is like casually skateboarded most of my life, and Brian, I know that you have as well. Like how fucking hard is cry is dude doing that? Can we watch then, it again? Like, uh, like yeah. just, just your fucking eyes. Yeah, I, <laughs> so, I can't do that, and so, I, I've skateboarded for years and can see. And for our, for our <laughs> listeners who, again, who are just listening, what we watched is this man on a skateboard. He has his seeing eye cane with him. 
on the skateboard and he's up on a ramp that has a, a rail attached to the ramp and the rail runs down at an uh, at a decline off the ramp. He uses his seeing eye cane to guide himself to the rail, knows it's there, pops up on it and grinds down the ramp. Down the rail. Oh! So it's fucking sick. Because like you would say, like if you ask like what's one one trait you would need to have as an individual to be able to skateboard like that, you'd probably say like like hand eye coordination or I was like gonna body say awareness. Cajones, like, you know? <laughs> some, some fucking cajones. But the fact that this guy can't see and like yeah, he's able you to definitely do it need eyes. Fucking crazy. Well, I said you definitely need eyes. Clearly, you would you would you would think. You don't. You'd think, yeah. yeah. But you don't. Uh speaking hey, you can of, do anything you set your mind to. You, that's right. And speaking of the Olympics, wow. here's another <laughs> blind athlete named uh, David Brown. Uh, David Brown is a visually impaired American sprint runner. Okay. Before I tell you what his 100 meter record is, let's take a look at this video of him sprinting with his assistant. <laughs> I highly, again, oh, yeah, if you're not this. watching on YouTube, get your life. <laughs> However, go on over to YouTube, watch it, or Google this man. David Brown, watch this. So he is sprinting, but he also has a guide that sprints with him. So the guide has a leash attached to his wrist. And he's basically shouting out the direction that he's running and how much how much um, distance he has left. Is it, Dude, a, is it a so, bungee? Yeah, it's like a bungee that they have. It's like a little tie to his wrist. It's yeah. so wild because their their arms are like in sync while, while yeah. it happens. Yeah. But you know what? I've always had a, I have a bone to pick with this because I think the blind people could actually be faster, but they have to like account for their... Like, obviously, they have super fast guys with them. Well, but like, wouldn't it be better if... Don't you think we have the technology now where they could just be like Bluetoothed into like... The, the sprinter's ear and be like, hey, go left, go right. Go right. Yeah, maybe, maybe. I mean, I don't, I don't know enough but about... But they're going so fast. They're like going so, so fast. Yeah, so yeah. fast. Yeah. And, and I don't know enough about the whole, like, you know, the way that his guide is attached to him. Like, if there's other ways that that's actually aiding him. Um, but listen to this. Usain Bolt, right? Holds the 100-meter world record. He did 100 9. meters in 9.58 seconds. I mean. Okay? David Brown who has no eyesight. And also, by the way, if you didn't see that video, uh, for the folks that weren't watching, he's also wearing a fucking like eye mask. So like, like even if he can see a little, like he can't see at all. So he's completely, completely blind. Also not surprisingly, it's, it's like the American flag too, right? Yeah. Right. So (laughs) his 100 meter record is 10.92. Yeah, that's wow. nice. Which wow. makes me wonder if he had his eyesight, do you think that he would be pushing Usain Bolt's record? I mean, I know that sprinters, like, it's all down to like a second, 10 100th of a second. Is you know, like, like a, yeah. a, that's a second and that's a 1.3 on, on the record. Yeah. And like 1.3 in a 100 meter sprint is like, is a lot. Is a lot. Yeah. Well, there's like, there's, uh, but I don't still, know, there's thousands has... of people who can run in the 10 second um, bracket, right? I know, but this guy doesn't have eyesight. And but he's, he's running with a fucking He's definitely being impeded. 
Yeah. He's being, yeah. he's be, like, he's not, he's not a, because of the confines of the lane that he has to stay in. Yeah. I mean, that should be an adaptation. Like the track should be adapted. I mean, I guess he always needs, he need. I guess he needs to stay in a straight line. If you're not going in a perfectly straight line, then your I time you, is not going to be the, is not going to be the best. Yeah. Yeah. Cause, uh, cause obviously they, there's two lanes, right? Like that's yeah. the adaptation. I mean, we talked to, um, we, t- I, who, who was it that we talked to about, um, like all the, the different like levels of how they categorize, uh, at the Paralympics, like there's different yeah. categorizations of, uh, of disabilities that like, you know, because, you know, some people might have like, I think they're, are they classified as severity? It was, I remember it being really like, it's just, yeah, it's and, like you said, it's just like level of, of, of ability, like physical ability or like what you can move with your arm. So there's like, there's like LTA, which is like leg tor- torso arm impediments or something like that. There's like a bunch of different, I'm, I'm not sure of the classes exactly. I just know through, through, um, sprint kayaking what they are, but I'm not sure if they're universal for all Paralympic sports or if it's different per sport too. Yeah. Right. I mean, he's obviously yeah. being impeded by the, the, he, that he has to run with a person. Several I mean, things. He, if he, yeah. if, Several if, he could, if he could stay, if he could stay straight without the person, he's going faster. Yeah. Like yeah. obviously. Yeah. It's pretty so, wild. I mean, if you, if you could figure out an, an innovation to get rid of the guide, yeah. Yeah. then, and, and stay. And, and stay Brian just did. He, Brian just did. Would. It's Bluetooth. So dude, you know what? Imagine you had in these headphones, <laughs> you just Bluetooth, had, bro. Guys, think about this though. Imagine you had two Bluetooth earpieces and as you got closer to one side of the lane or the other, it just sort of like increased a tone or frequency that made it louder. So you could sort of like be like correcting like as you yeah. go. I think that'd be really good. It would be cool. Um, I'm an so, ideas guy. What so, can I say, guys? So uh, <laughs> so I hope that uh, that if you're watching from home, that that uh, gave you some of those feel good Friday feels. Um, I want to move into a little article here from the New York Times. Um, uh, but before I do something that I forgot to do right off the top of the episode and this is for a very specific group of the population. She! What up, <laughs> Zoomies? What's going on, my Zoomers? She! No cap, No cap, dude. baby. No this cap. is for the fucking... Because he goes. Because he goes Zoomers all day. Oh, man, all you day. just got my Feel Good Friday energy up. She! Dude, we been, out here on TikTok, motherfuckers. since we 7 a.m. <laughs> we got a fucking OnlyFans coming at you, bro. Um, this is uh, for all the Zoomer, the Zoomers out there. Uh, go get your vaccines. Because uh, if you want to be cool, like me, Taylor, Brian, soon to be Lauren, we all are double vaxxed, waxed. Lauren, are you are you ready to fuck? I think I'm a little too old. Yeah, you're too old. Yeah, to you're millennial. Oh. Yeah. Um, but I'm a baby uh, millennial. Speaking <laughs> of getting our vaccines, um, Brian Taylor and myself, we all started with Pfizer as our number one. And then we decided to mix the cocktail up a little bit. And we each also got Moderna as our second vaccine. Yeah. Um, and here's a little article from the New York Times that is titled Why More People Are Getting Two Different Coronavirus Vaccines. Uh, this is something I think is important to kind of put out there just in case there's people that don't know that this is something that is okay to do. Um, and it's currently, I don't think, uh, fully available in, it, it, it depends on where you live, but there are a lot of countries that are allowing this to happen. Um, the most widely used coronavirus vaccines are designated as two shot inoculations and nearly everyone worldwide who has had both doses 
has received the same vaccine both times. But that is changing as more countries are allowing, uh, and even in some cases, encouraging mix and match inoculations with people receiving first shot of one vaccine and then a second shot from a different one. On Tuesday, Germany's government revealed that Chancellor Angela Merkel had received two different shots, adding to the growing interest in the practice. Some nations have tried that approach out of necessity when supplies of a particular vaccine ran short or out of caution when questions were raised about the safety of a shot after some people had already received their first doses. U.S. regulators so far have been reluctant to encourage the practice, but scientists and health policymakers are interested in the possibility that giving different shots to the same person could have significant advantages. Here are some common questions raised by mix and match vaccines. So what are the potential benefits? And this got me really excited when I read this because there's a possibility that there are some. Like superpowers? And I I got it, yeah. So mixing (laughs) vaccines, scientists call it... Dick size increase? uh, That is actually the first thing that they talk about here is enlargement of genitals. Um, That's cool. cool. So everyone like size, length, and girth, all or like okay, fatter lips, bigger cocks, um, uh, droopier tits. Cool, sweet. Um, uh, scientists Dro- call it <laughs> droopier or perkier. Like, I mean, I, I mean, either or is great. Hey, but like, I'm just yeah, wondering. Brian, don't shame. Jesus, I'm not shame. I said either or is great. Look, I'm quoting the New York Times. They said droopier. Um, okay, yeah, cool. <laughs> scientists call it heterologous, hetero, heterologous, heterologous. Heterologous prime boost. <laughs> um, it is not a new idea, and researchers have experimented with it in fighting a handful of other, mm. other diseases like Ebola. Scientists have long theorized that giving people two slightly different vaccines might generate a stronger immune response, perhaps because the vaccines stimulate slightly different parts of the immune system or teach it to reorganize different parts of an evading pathogen. Quote, the argument is that one and one makes three, said John Moore, a virologist at Weill Cornell Medicine. Well, that doesn't add up. Um, it, it <laughs> yeah, really, clear, a virologist, <laughs> not a mathematician, that's right. clearly. Yeah. Um, uh, that sounds like something that I would well, say. We can't really fucking trust anything that this guy said after he fucking messed up one plus one. Yeah, yeah he's out here saying that your tits will get perkier. What an idiot. <laughs> what yeah. a fucking idiot. Uh, um... Uh, where was I here? How well that <laughs> argument holds up in practice is the COVID area is going to need to be judged by the actual data. In addition to the potential immunology benefits, mixing and matching also, quote, offers much needed flexibility when vaccine supplies are uneven or limited, said Zhao Jing, uh, an immunologist at McMaster University in Canada. So what does the data say? Well, multiple clini- uh, clinical trials are currently underway to determine whether there are benefits or drawbacks. Uh, researchers at the University of Oxford are testing different combinations of vaccines, including the AstraZeneca Oxford, uh, Pfizer BioNTech, uh, Moderna, and Novavax shots in the COMCOV trial. And the U.S. National Institutes of Health recently launched a trial of mixed booster doses. Russian researchers are testing a combination of their Sputnik V vaccine and the AstraZeneca shot. And this is really interesting. I didn't know this, but Sputnik itself is somewhat based on this mix and match approach um, with the the first and second shots having actual different formulations. Oh, wow. Um, 
Most studies are still in early stages, but some have released promising preliminary results. Last month, for instance, <clears throat> a team of Spanish researchers announced that, that people who have received a dose of the AstraZeneca vaccine, followed by a dose of the Pfizer vaccine, showed a robust immune response. This regimen appeared to elicit a stronger immune response than two doses of AstraZeneca. Um, whether it is better than two doses of Pfizer vaccine, that's still up in the air. Is it safe? So basically, uh, the data suggests that mismatch that a mismatched regimen might have some short-term disadvantages, the researchers wrote, although it is also possible that the side effects may be, may be a sign of a strong immune response. Most side effects faded within 48 hours, they found. Um, so the, oh, sorry, I, I, I missed a paragraph there. This is really interesting. And Taylor, maybe you can speak to this. Preliminary data from the ComCov study suggests that mixing and matching vaccines may increase the odds of mild and moderate side effects, including fever, fever fatigue, and headache. Now, moderate or uh, severe or, side effects? Yeah, or severe. So, so Brian, <laughs> let's Brian, let's start with you, okay? Because you were the first one out of the two of us. Yeah, you got your second dose on June second, or sorry, uh, July second, right? No, uh, June twenty eighth. Ju- Oh, June 28th. It was Wednesday of last week, whatever day that was. Okay. 28th, 29th, 30th. I'm not sure. Now, your first one was Pfizer. First one was Pfizer. And how did you feel after you got your first one? Mostly fine. I think I woke up in the middle of the night and like had a bit of like night sweats, but like not, I wouldn't even call them anything close to like fever like syndrome symptoms. They were like, it was like pretty. If if I didn't get vaccinated the day before, I probably wouldn't even okay. wouldn't even have like said I had any side effects. Now you get your second one last week. So and I get the second one last week. Yeah, and uh, and that night my arm was sore. So my arm was really sore the first time. Typical, but yeah. only for twenty four hours or so. This time my arm was sore for like three days, and it was like probably four or five times more sore than now, it was the first time. Now, really? Now I got a question yeah. for you. Yeah. Shit. When you got your shot, either one or two, did you flex did you, my biceps? Did, was, now, did you do like arm windmills I and did, stuff like yeah. that before and after? Not before, afterwards, though. Because okay. especially after the first time, because the nurse made sure to like tell me to like really move your arm yeah. for the rest of the day. Though it was just like it, I felt like there was no really getting around it. It was just like it was sore within two or three hours and then just like mm-hmm. increasingly got worse <clears throat> Okay, for 24 hours the first time, like three or four days the second time. All right. Now the, so through the night I actually did wake up at like two or three in the morning with a fever and this I is was, from dose I, two, dose two. Yes. And I was shaking. Like I had like a pretty like severe body shake mm. and I couldn't sleep. I was like up in, uh, like every hour or so was was awake and went to the bathroom, felt nauseous yeah. and couldn't sleep on my arm. Like my arm was really sensitive. Okay. And then in the morning, Taylor insisted that we went for a bike ride. So <laughs> I went for a bike ride with him. And uh, so that was bad idea. we did uh, 60K. And like after the first 50, it was 45K, 60K, we stopped saying. for, what was it, like 55? We stopped for uh, a coffee. And I, I walked into the coffee shop to to get a coffee and like a granola cookie. And like, I walked in, I was like hunched over and I was like, Taylor, my whole body is so sore. And I was so stiff. But like, besides that, that day kind of sucked. I felt mostly like I just had a 
a pretty bad hangover. Okay. But like, you know, I went for beers with you that night and yeah. stuff, Jerry. Like it was okay. Right. It was okay. fine. So, so my first shot, uh, actually kind of rocked me. Mm-hmm. I, yeah, I, you were, you were fucked up after I, your first And I don't shot. know if I talked yeah. about it on the show, but I, my first shot was Pfizer. And, um, and I, about maybe four hours after my shot, I was sitting here at the office doing work. And I think, I think somebody was here and I remember just turning to them going like, man, I feel like I, we, we, we just got a bunch of Red Bull, like Red Bull sent yeah, us like uh, fucking a yeah, hundred yeah. packs. Mm-hmm. And I was like, man, I feel like I just drank like five of those Red Bulls. Like I feel jacked the fuck up. Like I could go sprinting and like, <laughs> like I just want to run. And, and I didn't feel like anxious, like I like too much caffeine, but I, I felt like high on caffeine. And so I, I was sitting here. I was like, what's my heart rate? I took my heart rate. My resting heart rate normally is quite high as a CF patient. That's pretty normal. It's like 85 to 90 is like my resting heart rate. Typically my sitting, my resting heart rate that day was 120 and about That's two fucking or, crazy. It's fucking crazy. Amazing. And then like two to three hours after that, I was flat out on my back. I felt physically just exhausted and really gross. This is dose one. Too. This is dose one. Yeah. And I mean, so I felt 20. That's basically exercise. That's like, that's like moderate exercise level heart rate for like however many hours. <laughs> that's for, that's over a brisk walk though. Like not quite a jog, but like you're moving pretty aggressively. You're, I was doing, doing what yeah. I'm doing right. Yeah. I was doing what I'm doing right now. <laughs> yeah. yeah while sitting, sitting very still. <laughs> and so, so I felt like shit. And, um, and so I was really worried about the second dose, but I was also thinking, Hey, you know what? My second one's going to be a Moderna. Maybe it won't be as bad. And so I got the second one. And four hours after that, I felt totally fine. Hung out with Rich, my friend Rich, Rich who does the theme music for uh, today's episode, and uh, we watched a movie. You know, whatever. And it felt who, great. And Rich won. And Rich won an uh, an ECMA for Song of the Year. Possibly. Yeah, that's right. He did. Yeah, that's right. Just shout out to Rich. Congrats, Rich. And so I felt fine. Uh, but then I went to bed that night, and I woke up around four in the morning with a crazy fever, fucking sweating my ass off. Felt like shit. The whole day felt like shit. Went to bed that night, had another fever, felt like shit. Woke up the next day just feeling exhausted. But it still wasn't as like, like, as like intensely uncomfortable as the first dose. So like it was a prolonged shitty feeling, but it was familiar. Mm -hmm. The first dose was like, wow, this is like a real unfamiliar, uncomfortable, like uncomfort level of of sort of um not pain but like discomfort but that was that was pretty much it it wasn't so so bad also i will say i was moving my arm a lot and my my arm didn't hurt at all for the second dose whoa hmm. holy shit yeah really? and i didn't do that for the first dose so anyway yeah, whatever just take that uh, as you as you may now tay you had a fucking way different experience <laughs> yeah uh yeah, yeah it was different. crazy um yeah, my first dose, I had a, um, it, it was like, I woke up the next day and I was, I remember I went for a bike ride and I actually kind of had the opposite of you, Jer, for my first dose. I went for a bike ride and uh, my heart rate wouldn't rise, uh, which is really abnormal for me. And I've, and I've never noticed that, like where I would expect my heart rate to be, which like I have heart rate data like right in front of me all the time. So I'm like, I'm very tuned into like what it should be at what effort. And it was way below that. And I was like, oh, that's fucking weird. So I went home and I was just, 
and I was just fatigued. Um, and I just felt like ti- I just felt really tired. Um, and, uh, and that was that for the first dose, like just like a, and again, sort of similar to what Brian said, like if I hadn't have gotten my vaccine, I, w- I would have said, I wouldn't have even have thought anything about it's it. It's right. an off day, maybe. That's yeah. Good. Yeah. Off day. <clears throat> and um second dose dude i was camping this uh, weekend and when you guys got your second dose i texted you and said hey how's it going and Taylor, you just replied i'm fucked <laughs> <laughs> and so, i was like oh shit <laughs> i got it on uh, i got it on saturday i got it on saturday night uh, at seven and we got it the same day you up, and i got it the exact got, same day we got it the same day. I, I had to get up to take Kyla somewhere in the morning and uh, pretty early at like 7, um, 7.30. Uh, dropped her off and then was like walking around uh, this neighborhood with Loki. And uh, Jer, you wrote me and you you were like, hey, how do you feel? And I was like, uh, I'm, you know, I'm like, I woke up kind of stiff uh, and, you know, fatigued, but like generally generally pretty okay. And Jared was like, yeah, I got a fever and I'm like kind of feeling pretty shitty, but you know, whatever. And, uh, went back and picked Kyle up. And basically by the time I got Kyle about 15 or 20 minutes later, things started to change dramatically. And like all of a sudden I was like, man, I don't know if I can drive this fucking car. I am feeling, I'm going South really quick. Got home. Um, and was in like a world of, of like body pain. It was like really, really bad. Um, just started like aching everywhere. Every like square inch of my body was in pain. Um, took some Tylenol and then, you know, when, you know, if you have a fever or a headache and you take <clears throat> something for it and it helps, like it helps a little bit and you're yeah. like, and it re- gives you that false sense of like, Oh, this is getting better. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It was very much that way because I felt that I was a little, I was getting better for like an hour and then it like, so it was like going down and then it sort of like leveled off. And I thought that it was like, that was the level. And then it like dropped off a fucking cliff. And I was full fever, like shaking, um, like, like rocking back and forth, like too uncomfortable, too uncomfortable to sit still, no energy to do anything. Did your balls like, hurt? Just, yes. My nuts hurt. Yeah. yeah, I know. My, the feeling. Yeah, I know whoa, exactly what feeling you guys are talking yeah, about. Yeah, like, I, and actually, my nuts were hurting like later the day I got it. So even though I said I felt fine, that was the, I was like, why do my nuts hurt? Like they're sort of like pulsing, like <clears throat> yeah. like almost like just feels like this sharp pain. Yeah, in I your said ball sack. that to Kai. Like someone said that sucking to Kai, on my like, nuts <laughs> too hard. Yeah, yeah. Like, hey, whoa, 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 yeah. whoa, 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 hey, whoa. That's nice, but not that. It's not nice when you. Suck. I said that to Kai. Kai can hear me. Obviously she's in the background. I said that to Kai like three or four times. I was like, man, it feels like somebody kicked me in the nuts this morning and I still feel it. Yeah. And wow. Okay. I felt that too. I felt that too. Not not to that extent then, but I I've also felt that feeling before and I know exactly what you guys are talking about. And and then, so I just, I, I got, and and it kept on getting worse. Basically. (laughs) Like I just, I've like, I was, I, I, I couldn't, I couldn't play video games with you guys. Like I couldn't do anything. I could How just bad watch did it get? TV. How bad? Like what was, what um, was like around, the climax of it? So like about t- almost 24 hours after I got the vaccine. Uh, so like around, it was like five or six o'clock on Sunday. I got it on, I got it at seven o'clock on Saturday. PM, I was, 5 PM I, on I got up 
five. Yeah. yeah. I got up from the couch to go to over to, to my bed and I like caught a chill on the way, the like 20 steps to my bed. And I got in my bed and I started hyper, I started going like, <sighs> and breathing really quickly. I started hyperventilating really quickly. I do that when someone's sucking on my nuts. I, I do that same <laughs> yeah, thing right. with my breath. Yeah, right. <laughs> and then, and then, and then it felt like, it felt like the sheets against my skin were like little knives and like, oh. but like I was so cold, I had to have the sheets on me and then my face started tingling and like that, see, that's crazy numb. the face tingling and, and numb face when you texted but me that, that was from I the was breathing like, oh dude that was from the breathing and the breathing was from the chills and like the pain that i was having and then like that and then that was like the worst of it and then it stayed at that level until like four or five a.m so i got real i didn't i took a couple of tylenol had a little Whoa. bit of reprieve for like an hour or so it was like that for like didn't 12 sleep. hours almost yeah, yeah, it was like bad, bad like for that pain. long. Yeah, yeah, and I like didn't sleep. Like Fuck Kyla dude. was like, "Oh my Fuck. god, I thought you were dying in your sleep." Like, did you know? Did you did you feel like it. at any point where you like I should go to the hospital? I was on the edge. It was it was at that point where I was breathing like when I was hyperventilating and uh, and then my face started to go numb. Mm. Um, that Kai was like, "Yo, is this normal? Like, you should you call a, like should you call your doctor? Should you go to the, should you go to the emergency room?" Right. And, and you know me, I was like, no, of course not. <laughs> it's it's, it's not funny though, because I, I feel like, I feel like your experience isn't unique though, in the sense that, um, when I posted on Instagram saying that I got my second dose of the vaccine, um, I got a couple of messages, one specifically from, uh, from my friend Kieran, who said, uh, dose two hits like a truck, like just a heads up. And like, I was, mm. I, I mean, it didn't hit me like a truck. But it fucking hit you like a truck, and yeah. but yeah. now yeah, since you know, I've it's had like that actually hit by it a truck. Like, <laughs> dude, so, but, oh my god, you, Taylor, I said that said, to you. Yeah, I said that to you. I yeah. I sent Jaron Bry a text. I said, "There's two other times in my life that I felt like this, and now actually three times. Once I got sick. I think I got carbon monoxide poisoning. It was just like temporary thing. A day where I was like really fucking sick. The other was being hit by a car, and the third." was coming off of the Dilaudid that I had to take because I got hit by the car. Right. Yeah, wow. dude, comparing it to that was pretty, um, that was pretty intense. When you said that, I was like, oh, I get it. Now, it was, it was similar. It was similar to waking up in, in the hospital bed the day after I got hit when all the drugs had started to yeah. wear off and I was becoming aware of every part of my body being broken. Now, I want to <laughs> say, I want to say this isn't meant to scare people off from getting their second dose. No, fuck this is no. totally anecdotal. I know, I know, yeah. I know more people. I know more people that got their second dose that have said that they didn't feel any, anything mm-hmm. than I do of people that said they felt something. So, totally. you know, um, and it, also, and also <clears throat> it was like, I woke up the following day and I was like, I'm still feeling shitty, but I'm definitely better. And then, at noon, it was like, it was like somebody hit the off switch. Yeah, on mm-hmm. the shittiness, and I and, was yeah, and I remember fully you text, fine. You, you texted me, and you were like, you texted me that moment. I remember reading the text, going, "Fucking, I knew, I knew it." I'm so glad that you said this because you were like, you were like, dude, I feel so much better, and check this out. And you sent me a, 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 a picture. You took a picture. You're like. Mm-hmm. Look at these droopy tits. 
And I was yeah. like, whoa, dude, those are yeah. some droopy, yeah. droopy And then titties. I was like, yo, check out this girth. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah that was cool. Hey, so, so totally Lauren, worth it. Totally Lauren, worth it. Lauren, after uh, these three stories of the second dose, like, are you a, a excited? B a little bit nervous. <laughs> C you can just totally not get the second dose. Or what? Uh, I'm certainly taking notes, like especially about the moving your arm bit. Yeah. And I'm in a bit of a weird situation. So like I, I ideally would have um like I'm not getting my second dose until um July 17th. And that's because um I already had a tattoo booked for tomorrow, actually. Um oh, that's sweet. July 7th. And so like you have to space that shit out. You're getting yeah. that giant um, moth across the front of your face, right? Yeah, the exactly. Mothman prophecies tattoo. <laughs> Exactly. Yeah, I'm so excited. Face but, uh, I actually fashion right now. <laughs> <laughs> I actually am getting it on my left arm here. Like it's going to be in this space. So I'm not really sure. Like it, if I think it might be like ordinarily where you'd get vaccinated. And I'm kind of like, I don't want to get vaccinated right where I just got tattooed. Mm-hmm. It just seems like you can choose, which, you can choose though. which arm. Though. Well, yeah. exactly. But that's that means it's going to be in my right arm and I'm right handed. Thankfully, uh, I'm getting it like on a weekend. But you should be like, can you put it in my you, ass? You won't be able to flick your bean for like a day or two, whatever. You can, you'll survive. <laughs> exactly. I'll just get uh, Edward to do that. My boyfriend. <laughs> yeah. right. You know, what's funny though. Is Bingo, that, uh, pop, pop. I, I was thinking that like, that like when, when the nurse asked me which arm I wanted my vaccine in, I was like, oh, I guess my left arm because I'm right, right handed. But like, what do you, I can't think of what I do in the run of the, a day where I really do it right handed now because like, like uh, I used oh, you to learn. Write, you and learn now, real quick though. And now and now I I type, but it's funny because I'm left-handed. But you know, I'm right-handed. But you know, I use my left hand for like other really important things too. Yeah, so. it, it really can fuck your shit up. Joke. Yeah. Well, yeah. I like when I, I broke my left wrist to shit and like a few years ago, and I'm right-handed. <laughs> but even yeah. losing the use of my left arm and hand for a lot of stuff was mm. really yeah. <laughs> like I couldn't you eat a sandwich. Notice. But you're also your arm's not that fucked up from the back. No, like it, it no, hurts, no, but no. like mostly when it when you raise it up, like when even when I went biking with Taylor, like my arm was super fucking sore, but my hands were on the um the what's it called? Bar. Oh, come on, Bry. Steering you know. bar thing. Handle, 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 handle bar. bar. <laughs> oh my gosh. <laughs> Lauren, Steering do you bars. know what it was? I didn't I couldn't remember. I mean, honestly, <laughs> this is uh this is just another like perfect argument for why everyone should have a tushy because it, it will be harder it's to wipe a, your ass for a little honestly, bit. Honestly, tushy is perfect. Yeah, yeah. It's great. Um, and, and, and just tushy. to put a cap on that a little bit, like it should ah, no cap, bro. Woo It's it's like <laughs> Man, it's it's, it's insignificant in the context. Like, even if you get as fucking as fucked up as I did, which just ends up being a funny story to somebody. It's worth it. Is is like is so insignificant in comparison to the like to the gigantic human good <laughs> that yeah. it is. Yeah, and also way more be protected for yourself and, and, and way be more protected. In- and helping other people. Hey, Way more Tay. insignificant than getting fucking ventilated. I'll tell you that right now. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Tay, why, why KTV? You know, you know, why KTV? That's it. We it's like, the... it's like when, it's like when you go to Segunda. <laughs> Wait, what? Yeah. Don't leave it. Don't leave your, don't leave your wallet in El Segunda. Porn, Satan, drugs, therapy. It's not just the list of what I'm up to this weekend. 
I'm comedian Kiki Anderson, and those are just a handful of the taboo topics I've poked and prodded at so far on my podcast, Indecent, the show where we peel at the wallpaper of polite society. Each episode digs into the dark underbelly of our culture to dissect the things we aren't allowed to talk about around the dinner table, featuring conversations with comedians, activists, journalists, academics. They all help me figure out the who, what, and why behind what is and isn't acceptable behavior. Indecent with Kiki Anderson, where NSFW meets LMAO. Mwah. Uh, All right, let's move right on along here. Uh, Speaking of Segunda, uh, this is a very interesting article from healthcaredive.com. That was for you, Nathan. Uh, uh, This is, I actually found this to be quite, quite fascinating. And uh, we actually have a a nice little TikTok um, about this this uh, article as uh, she <laughs> we own tiktok motherfuckers uh so you can go check that out uh, all of our zoomers out there can check that out um this is all about a, a poll that was uh that was that was taken uh, uh about um specific words that were uh related to hospital visits okay and it's quite quite interesting americans increasingly are going online to shop for healthcare and rate their experiences in a binary foundation survey published last fall, 51% of respondents reported sharing their personal medical experiences on social media and online review sites. Among millennials, that rose to 70%. Meanwhile, 70% of respondents said their choice of doctor was influenced by online ratings and reviews, and 41% said they checked doctors out online even when another physician referred them. In this study, the researchers analyzed 51,376 reviews from 1,566 hospitals over a period of 12 years using machine learning and natural language processing. Among the 18.6% of reviews earning a one star, the word, quote, told was the most highly correlated word. Whoa, really? I thought it was going to be uh, Segunda. <laughs> don't, don't do it, don't do it. Um, as in, uh, quote, I constantly told them that none of this was true and the nurse there wouldn't believe me, according to the report. Of the 10.9% of reviews with five stars, the word friendly appeared most often. <laughs> The example the authors give is, quote, the doctors, nurses, and x-ray technician who helped me, out were, helped me out were all so cool and friendly. It really restored my faith in humanity after I got hit on my bike. Okay. Um, <laughs> so they actually wrote that. I, 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 I wrote that, yeah. Other, other words frequently seen in bad online reviews include worst, hours, rude, said, no, and not. By contrast, great. Friendly, staff, and very popped up very often in positive reviews. Hmm. Lead author Anish uh, Argawal, an emergency room physician and University of Pennsylvania National Clinician Scholarship Scholars Program Scholar, says the study the study's approach is similar to a canary in, in a coal mine. As providers, quote, we need to take a moment to think about how we talk in hospitals, but also what patients are hearing. Agarwal told Healthcare Dive, I may say, say something, but the way it's heard and interpreted and then processed within a patient when they're going through a v- vulnerable time can be very different. Isn't it ironic that the author 
of this piece used the word "told" when he was telling <laughs> yeah. telling them like you yeah. can, you'd like use a different word than that. Yeah. <laughs> uh, some hospitals are attempting to make the most of online ratings, be they good or bad. Several years ago, uh, Geisinger Health System began posting both positive and negative patient exit surveys online as a way of increasing transparency and highlighting areas for improvement. The reviews, which are scrubbed of personal information to keep them HIPAA compliant, are used to inspire and ground clinicians, according to the hospital chain. The findings come as other surveys suggest patient concerns are broader than clinical care. In a recent analysis by Vanguard Communications and Healthcare Process Improvement, two-thirds of online reviewers of top-line hospitals gave middling to poor ratings on Yelp.com. But of those, 84% complained chiefly of non-clinical issues such as billing, poor follow-up communications, and wait times. Most reviewers, even when unhappy with their overall experience, praised their doctors and quality of care. And that's it's it's interesting because like that whole article really reminded me of, and I don't I don't think it was a conversation that we had here on the podcast. I believe it was it was either at an event that we were at and, and somebody else was speaking or it was during one of the, uh, during the, um, uh, what was the, what's the, the app? Club, the clubhouse, uh, discussion yeah, that yeah. we had once, yeah. but it was, it was, it was either Sue or, um, Maggie or Maggie. It was one of them, but I remember them just saying like, when you see someone walking through a hospital and you are, she, she was talking to clinicians when mm-hmm. she was saying this, she was saying, when, when you see someone walking through the hospital, to just take a moment and look at that person and give them a smile and ask them, do you need a hand or can I help you with anything? It doesn't take much time or effort. Like it is a very small amount of energy for you to just do something that might to you seem very insignificant. But to someone who is in a in a in an environment that can be very stressful and very harrowing and very tough, it can mean a f- it can mean the fucking world to that person, right? Yeah. Well, just imagine like imagine walking into a hospital and like every time you see a doctor or nurse or staff member, they're they're just constantly saying like, "Hey, need need a hand getting anywhere?" You'd be like, "This place is fucking amazing!" Like, this, yeah. like what? All these people care so much, yeah. and and like yeah. it's really like but you only, said, such but a only small once, gest- but only gesture. once, because like <laughs> you know when you go to a restaurant and the and the and and the server comes over like th- like like ten seconds times. after you yeah. like you've gotten your meal and they're like first bites, yeah, and you're like, dude, I haven't f- t- I haven't had, I haven't had a first bite, dude. Like, uh, yeah, I don't get, mind it, man. Like, I think it's relax, sweet. back off, and don't I ask like me it. three times, okay? Yeah. I think it's sweet. But that's Taylor. Yeah. Um, yeah. So very <laughs> interesting, you know, and told, you know, to, to, to be just being told mm-hmm. something as opposed to mm-hmm. being spoken to, you know, like mm-hmm. not spoken at, I think is a very, there's, there's something very powerful in that. So mm-hmm. very, very Guys, interesting uh, stuff. You, uh, bro, you, you love hacks, right? Love You're em. a hacks guy. Love You're em. a hacks guy. Well, I've got a, hacker, a, I've got yeah. a hospital, I got a, I got a hospital hack for, for everybody. So okay, nice. great. Uh, this is something, this is something I've been doing for, um, <laughs> Pre-COVID. I haven't been doing it during COVID, but I did. Yeah. I, I always I know. This, in, this is a in, I know what it is. You, in triage, you say your pain's level 10. I know. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> no, 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 dude. You take, no, no, dude. That's fucking, that's, 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 uh, that's, that's, amateur? Child's, that's child's play. That's child's play. 
<laughs> don't fucking do that. Don't I, don't say that. I go I go into I go into triage. I go into triage and I go, <clears throat> hey, um, I need to I need to see a I need to see the doctor right away. And they go, oh yeah, what's what's going on? And I go, well, it doesn't really matter. But if I don't see the doctor right away, you're gonna really fucking hate the Yelp review that I put up and I'm going to, and I'm going to, and I'm going to, and I'm going to, and I'm going to name you. I thought you were taking that somewhere completely different. I thought you were going to like take it like in a sort of like Heath Ledger, Joker esque direction. Yeah, you're like, Jesus I need a doctor. I'm and then and they're like, the what's wrong? And you're like, uh, I can't tell you, but if you don't get a doctor right now, I'm going to blow this motherfucker up. And I bet you yeah, dude, that yeah. that's would a, work. Yeah. That's a hack. Just as yeah, well. Yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah. I think you're right. You heard it here it first, was, first folks. Um, certainly expedite the, oh my the God, seeing dude, the doctor, but probably a, also um, would result in waiting a long, long, long time afterwards in jail. That's right. That's Guys, right. Yeah. do you remember when we had to do the legal training before we join CBC. <laughs> oh yeah, I feel like we just crossed a lot of lines there that we were that we were advised not to. You know what? They're going to show this excerpt of this episode at their training from now on to be like, don't uh, do this. Um, are you guys ready for? We love uh, you, CBC. Are you guys ready for this week's edition of What the hell? <laughs> Dude, that's a 13 out of yeah, 10 dude. there. I like the way that you twitch your nose. <laughs> keep going. It's, good. it's just going to keep getting better. Yeah. So this one uh, this one actually made me really sad. Um and oh, not so not, so we're going to end this feel good Friday not feeling very good, but um there's there is something that uh we can all do to ensure that we feel good after uh, going through oh, this. what like sign up for th- like a therapy session or something yeah yeah something like that um i was gonna say too before we get into this and before we lose people at the end because <laughs> you know people usually tune out when we're signing off i just wanted to say if you're uh, new to the podcast and, and or maybe perhaps you're just watching for the first time on on youtube because this episode's on youtube um on mondays and wednesdays we also release podcast episodes except they're a bit different. On Mondays, we speak to people who live with illnesses. Mm -hmm. And on Wednesdays, we usually speak to doctors, professionals, policymakers, people like that about healthcare stuff. So if you're into that and interested... And like cool science. A lot of times it's like cool science stuff. It's like, holy shit, I didn't know that type of stuff. And uh, back to our uh, routine episode. So uh, this week's um, what the health? This is this fucking blew my mind, man. This is such a crazy, crazy illness. Uh, a five-month-old baby girl from the United Kingdom is turning into a stone due oh. to an extremely rare genetic condition that turns muscle into bone. What? Oh. Uh, oh, I was thinking of a different condition. I was thinking of somebody that we knew at our yoga training whose brother had that, but it was a different condition of the spine. Anyway, sorry. So yeah, this turns your muscles into bones. Uh, Lexi Robbins was born on January 31st of this year uh, and seemed like any other normal baby, except she didn't move her thumb and had bigger toes. Her concerned parents took her to the doctors, but it took a while before Lexi was diagnosed with a life-limiting disease called Fibrodysplasia ossifications progressiva, also Whoa. known as FOP. That was a that was a missed opportunity. They could have just called it like Medusa syndrome. Yeah, yeah, right. Um, uh, it affects just one in two million. So very I can't rare. Can't believe you would joke. Can't believe you would joke about that, Brian. That's fucking. Yeah, I know. Uh, her X rays done in April 
of this year revealed that she had bunions on her feet and double-jointed thumbs. The FOP can lead to bone formation outside skeleton and restrict movement. It is believed to replace muscles and connective tissues such as tendons and ligaments with bone. Thus, it generally perceived that the condition turns a body into stone. People with this disease, which has no proven treatment, <clears throat> can be bedridden by the age of 20, and their life expectancy is around 40. Well, I'm, su- I'm surprised it's that long. That long, yeah. 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 Uh, due to the disorder, Lexi's condition may worsen rap- rapidly if she suffers any minor trauma, as simple as falling over. She cannot re- receive injections, vaccinations, and dental care, and cannot give birth. Quote, we were initially told after the x-rays, she probably had a syndrome and wouldn't walk. We just didn't believe that because she's so strong and physically, so strong physically at the moment, and she's just kicking her legs. Lexi's mother, Alex, told Hertz Live. Quote, she's absolutely brilliant. She sleeps through the night. She smiles and laughs constantly, hardly ever cries. That's the way we want to keep her, she added. Reportedly, scientists are working on the funds of a charity to find a cure for the disorder. Also, Alex and Lexi's father, Dave, has spo- have spoken to some experts who said there are active clinical trials that have proven somewhat successful. Lexi's parents have started a fundraiser for research to find a cure for Lexi. They're also running an awareness campaign to alert other parents whose children might have similar conditions. This is a photo of little Lexi. Aww. How fucking sweet oh, she looks is this so little happy. muffin? She, Dude, the she looks biggest, like a perfectly healthy little baby. Yeah. Perfectly she healthy looks little like, uh, baby Harry girl. Styles. She does, yeah. yeah very <laughs> handsome girl. Um, so, so I mean, it's just like so devastating for a couple of new parents. Yeah. And, um, you know, my heart goes out to them. Mm-hmm. I, can, I, I can't imagine... But I, I can imagine, you know, it's my parents went through a very similar, uh, very similar situation when they found out that I that I had CF, um, you know, and heard very similar numbers that we're kind of hearing about FOP here with the life expectancy. Um, so if you are listening to this right now and you want to do something to help uh, the Robbins family, um, Alex Robbins underscore is is Lexi's mother's Instagram account. Um, and there is a link in her bio for the crowdfunding. Uh, it's www.crowdfunder.co.uk slash finding dash a dash cure dash four dash hour dash little dash Lexi. Um, and the just one more time for the people who are trying to write that down with the pen. <laughs> yeah. How about this? I'll, I'll put it in the we'll put it in the show notes. We'll put a there link. We we'll put a link idea. in the show notes. Yeah. So on whatever yeah. device you're listening, go to the go to the show notes There's, and clickety clack. That's right. There's clack. 43 days left to the campaign. They are their target is a hundred thousand pounds, and they are currently sitting at 67 percent with 67,777 pounds. Um, with 17 over over 1700 supporters and so uh she's just such a fucking little cutie the the photo on the the crowdfunder page is another just like Aww. just darling photo of did it say how babe. rare that is it like a super rare thing it's one in it's <clears throat> one in two million. Oh wow yeah, is, that's, is that's <sighs> rare. yeah just if everyone's if anybody hasn't heard it on the show before i think the the designation, like the definition of rare is one in 40,000, mm-hmm. I think. One in 20,000. Like 
one in twenty. Brian, Jerry, you guys just disappeared from We're our still screens, here. and yeah. you're and you're back. Jared, uh, yeah, Jared one in twenty, one in between one in twenty and one in forty, depending yeah. on if I'm right or Brian's right. Yeah. <clears throat> so there's two goalposts for you. Um, um, so one in two million is like totally fucking crazy. It's totally rare. Totally, totally wild. Yeah, it's totally rare. It's, to- it's a totally, totally rare disease. It's, whole, dude, it's holy. fucking. Guys, no, I think no, totally no cap, is my no cap favorite. Rare. She <laughs> no cap, baby. <laughs> Um, all right. Well, let's uh, let's wrap this motherfucker up, folks. Um, thank you all so much for tuning in, whether that's on YouTube. Uh, and if you are there, leave a comment below. If you're a Zoomer, we'd love to hear from you. Um, and um, slide. Just slide into the comments. Slide, DMs. Dude, slide right in there. Slide. And uh, uh, you can hit the subscribe button. <clears throat> Uh, press the bell icon so you know when these videos are coming out. Um, and folks from Apple Podcasts, leave a rating and a review. And folks from Spotify, make sure you hit that follow button. We love all of you, uh, but not nearly as much as we love our patrons. Sweet potatoes. And uh, you know what? Uh, oh, yeah, Lo, uh, why don't you hit us with uh, with with a letter for this week? <clears throat> yeah, so we got a letter from uh, someone named Jade about our No Burp episode um, because I believe that we had um, incorrectly said that uh, RCPD is the only condition that makes it so that you can't burp, and that's incorrect. Yeah, that so, was Taylor. Taylor said that. Fucking t- get it right. I'm just kidding. So um, you said this- all this shit about RCPD, and we were like, I don't know, but like, dude, yeah, I stick. Anyways. I'm sticking to my guns. I, I'm. I stand by it. Even whatever Thankfully, Jade, Jade says. Well, I don't us. care. Yeah. Thankfully, Jade is here to to speak truth to power. Uh, so this Love is you, Jade. this is what she wrote. Uh, I want to start with I'm not the type of person who likes to correct people. Just last Friday, I nearly shit myself because I had to tell my boss his other intern royally screwed things up. Oh, shit. So just know that I don't mean this in a rude or condescending way at all. Hey, bless um, you, Jade. Bless. Uh, the first thing I wanted to say, uh, RCPD occurs in the upper, not lower esophageal sphincter. If you have tension, if you have tension in the LES or lower esophageal sphincter, that's called achalasia. Arguably a more severe disorder that, if I remember correctly, you've talked about before. We have, yeah. Uh, second, I wanted to say that RCPD isn't the only disorder that causes one to not be able to burp. I have what's called a hyper uh, a hypertensive upper esophageal sphincter with oro pharyngeal dysphagia and laryngopharyngeal reflux. What? <laughs> yeah. Well, you've never heard of that. <laughs> um, I have also in the past had what's called aspiration pneumonia due to liquids getting stuck at the top of my esophagus and going into my lungs instead of my stomach. I don't want to discount what your guest came on uh, and talked about, but unlike her, I can't have Botox into my UES to fix my problems. Mm. People with the hypertensive UES need repeated Botox every two to three months. And the only real fix is to cut a slit in the patient's throat to relax the muscle. Whoa, that's <sighs> that's fucking metal. Dude, that makes yeah, me, that makes me shiver metal. like a, like the second. And dose. what's crazy <laughs> is the way they do it is the doctor comes up, they they go just sit in this chair. We're gonna we'll uh, we'll be in momentarily, and don't turn around. And they're like, "What? Okay." And then they sit there. They sit there for five minutes alone in a, in a room, and then another doctor, all in, in in black, comes in. Oh, totally with the mask with just the eye slits. Yeah, yeah, yeah and yeah, totally yeah. quiet. And then and then the it's it's just. <laughs>
Exactly. Jesus Christ. It's like when you play Hitman. (laughs) (laughs) So she... uh, Chicken wire. She continues, along with no burping, people like me experience chronic swelling in the sinuses, reoccurring sinusitis, eustachian tube dysfunction, chronic inflammation, aspiration pneumonia, and what's called a Zenker's diverticulum, aka a pouch where food and water gets trapped. That's kind of a cool name. Um, Sounds less cool as a thing. You know, it could be a dog name. Oh, Uh, that's a good idea. (laughs) I just wanted to make sure people realize that RCPD isn't the only disorder that causes someone to not burp and not to discount someone when they tell you they can't burp because there's a possibility there's a lot more going on. Uh, Hopefully this didn't come off as rude. I just get frustrated when someone mistakes my chronic illnesses for other ones that have an easier cure. You did not come off as rude, Jake. And we'd be the first to say, totally understand you wanting to get that out there. We got another Louise, folks. (laughs) Jay, the new Louise is Jade. Yo, welcome to the Louise Club, Jade. (laughs) Just kidding. But but seriously, like, uh, yeah, I could see how it would be frustrating thinking like, like if somebody listens to Sigma and then they go up to Jade and they're like, oh, yo, you can get rid of your no burp by just getting some Botox injection in your neck yeah yeah Yeah, well um if anybody else out there wants to send us a super fucking rude message um uh, then please do that um if you're a zoomie then you can slide and uh if you're a jerry then you can go uh go to letters or 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 send a note to letters at sickboypodcast you can write us on facebook but we're not going to reply you can yeah you can write us on facebook but we don't fucking hang out there because uh we're not trying to storm the Capitol. <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> and if you want to be a guest on the show, you can go to simplepodcast.com slash contact and fill out the guest form. That was your best joke yet, Tape. I, I, I was actually going to say that. I was going to say, I think that's my favorite, uh, the favorite joke I've yeah, ever heard too. you make. That's so good. Uh, thanks uh, to the people who make this show happen. We've got Lauren. We've got Taylor, we've got Jeremy and myself and a huge thank you to Jeff Lonis, our manager to Rich O'Coin for the theme music and to everybody else who makes this show happen on all the other days of the week. Uh, we love you very much and we're super thankful for you. That is it for this week. I'm Brian. I'm Taylor. I am Lauren. And I'm Jeremy. And this is Sick Boy. Sick Boy. She, she. Yeah, no cap. <laughs> Let's go. Let's Let's go. go. For more CBC Podcasts, go to cbc.ca slash podcasts.